Brad, I'm like, I'm like, I'm chuckling because this is, this is, I'm in unfamiliar territory here, Brandon. I'm not used to going into a draft night here covering the Pelicans and being relaxed. What's the mood and atmosphere in Oklahoma City in where they are right now? What a rebuild and trying to get back to being a consistent winner. Oh, excitement. Everybody here in, in Oklahoma City is really, really excited about tonight. It's kind of like, been like Christmas, like leading up, like, you know, for the Thunder, you know, rebuilding over the last two years, this is what it's all kind of been leading up to. You know, there was disappointment last year with getting the number six overall pick. Of course, that turned out really well with Josh Giddy. He, he was fantastic. But landing in the number two pick for Thunder fans, I mean, you know, that was one of the biggest moments for, for Thunder fans since like the Russell Westbrook MVP year. So, uh, you know, the chance to get Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith Jr., Apollo Bancaro, a lot of excitement about tonight for the Thunder. And, of course, they're picking at number 12, too. So so it should be a really, really good night for the Thunder rebuild. Yeah, and we know Sam Presti over there. He's the lord of the draft picks. I think uh, they have <laughs> approximately, what, 100 draft picks over the next five years? I think that's factually correct. So I think when when you have that much flexi- flexibility and that many draft picks, I mean, how do you think are they approaching them tonight? Do you think they want to use these draft picks they have tonight? Do you think they're looking to add even more draft picks for the future? Uh, I think how, how do you think they're going to approach this draft? Yeah, so uh, obviously at two, they'll, they'll pick the, the best player there. It looks like it's going to be Chet Holmgren. Uh, and then at number 12, there's been a lot of buzz, a lot of rumors about the Thunder trading up from number 12 to try to get to seven or eight. And, of course, the Pelicans are there at number eight, the Blazers at number seven. Uh, you know, the Thunder, they, they have all these assets. I think that you'll see them try to consolidate those, maybe, you know, add a future pick to number 12 to move up a few spots to get a guy that they're targeting and that they really like. And, of course, as far as the Pelicans go in that pick, you know, the Pelicans general manager Langdon was was overseas watching a player named Stilier Micic play. And so there's been some rumors and buzz here that possibly they're interested in Micic and maybe that could be included in a package to move up from 12 to 8 with you guys. Obviously, one of the reasons people are kind of excited and comfortable going into tonight's draft pick, uh, Brandon, um, for the Pelicans is kind of they have their foundation. They sort of see what their building blocks are moving forward. What are the Thunder's building blocks? Or do you think that that needs to be the building blocks for that team? Well, I think absolutely. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I think that, that most OKC fans and observers feel like he's the future all-star, at least an all-star talent. Josh Giddy was, like I said, incredible last year. I think he's the building block. And then whoever they take at number two tonight, you know, those three should be absolute core centerpieces. Lou Dort is kind of hanging in the middle. Like, he's a great defensive player. He's improved offensively every single season. He's still really young, but then there's a question. You know, he's got a contract extension coming up. Will they re-sign him? Will they try to trade him to move up in the strats? We'll see after tonight. I think will be very telling on on Lou Dort's future in OKC or not. Yeah, what all of those young assets that the Thunder have, I, I think that's a big question also about just all of this cap space they've been able to open up and, and keep open over the past couple of years, and it's going to be closing up soon, right, with that Shea Gilgis Alexander extension kicking in. So, how do you think they're going to handle that? That uh, all of that cap space they own today, maybe make a big move and go get a veteran guy like a, a Westbrook or a DeAndre Ayton, one of those guys, or how do you think uh, they're looking at all of that cap space they're holding right now? Yeah, no, that's a great question because Sam Presti's been 
very methodical about using the cap space. You know, he took on Derek Favors, and he got a draft pick. He took on Al Horford, got a draft pick. Took on Kimba Walker, got a draft pick. And then even a small move, like he took on to Michael Green uh, last week and uh, got a future draft pick for that. So I think that you'll continue to see the same thing. They got one more year. You know, like you said, SGA's contract kicks in next year. But I think 2023 is when you'll see them push in and try to compete. So I do think that they'll take on a couple more. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say, you know, the Russell Westbrook stuff, I just don't see it happening. It's possible. I think they'll take on some mid-sized contracts like a Derek Favors and Jamichael Green. I don't see them taking on another huge contract this season and, and maybe pay luxury tax just to, to get another draft pick or two. Speaking with Brandon Rabar. Uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, covers the Oklahoma City Thunder with the Daily Thunder. I will eventually get it out of my mouth here. Yeah, Sorry, I'm we'll just there. staring at him awful lot, of Brandon. It's it's <laughs> killing my train of thought right now. Um, You're all good. You know, I think when you look at tonight, it, in some seasons, right, or in some drafts, it, oh, there's going to be trades left and right here, there, and, and maybe some surprises. I saw earlier in this week, maybe the Suns could be targeting the Pels at eight, and look, that was a team that. Won a record 64 games, you know, the franchise record for them. Do you think one of the top teams maybe does a sneaky move to get into the top 10 and maybe targets a player? Who do you think that might be? Yeah, no, that's a great question. There's been so much buzz about, you know, teams possibly moving up. I, I just, I could see a team like the Grizzlies. They've been pretty, you know, they've been, they've got a couple of draft picks and they've got assets. They've got young players and they want to make a move to truly contend. And I've seen some some buzz about them trying to possibly move up. If if I were to predict a team, I would say maybe them. Of course, the Hawks. I mean, not that they were a contender last year, but they still fancy themselves as a contender since they uh, made it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago. They're using John Collins to try to move up. The Toronto Raptors really want to move up, uh, using OG to maybe possibly trade with the Blazers at number seven. So I could see any of those teams making a move. Considering how polarizing Sam Presti and his rebuild has been in OKC, it only seems right that it seems like the Thunder are on the path to get the most polarizing player in this year's draft, right? And Chet Holmgren at number two, we haven't talked about him very much. Just how do you think he fits with that core there in Oklahoma City and what he can do as a young guy who has such a unique skill set? Yeah, you're right. He is the most polarizing guy. You know, some analysts think that he's by far the best prospect in this draft class, has the best superstar ceiling. And then there's other analysts that say he's too skinny, he won't last in the NBA, he can't go up against Embiid and Jokic. But I think he fits in perfectly because he's going to have two playmakers in SGA and Josh Giddy to set him up. He can help space the floor, which the Thunder dramatically need. And the one building block they don't have is a big. Well, he's 7'1", he's got a 7'6 wingspan, he's an elite rim protector. He'll be a lob threat. The Thunder don't have a lob threat. You know, you got Giddy and SGA, these great playmakers, and they haven't had a lob threat. And then I have somebody to use in the pick and pop. I think Chet Holmgren is a perfect fit with those two guys. Oh, easy enough. Great stuff there. Appreciate it on a draft night, man, for spending a little time with us. Brandon Rabar, Oklahoma City Thunder beat writer for the Daily Thunder, and Brandon Rabar, R-A-H-B-A-R. If you want to go give a follow throughout the NBA season, appreciate the time today. Enjoy draft night. Hey, absolutely. You guys, too. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, good luck to the Pelicans tonight as well. For sure. Appreciate right, the time. Brandon. Eric, thank you for holding on through the interview, sir. As promised, I was going to sneak you into the segment. Eric, thank you for calling you on with Will Guillory. What's up, bud? Hello, Eric. Because um, 
Can you hear me? Gotcha now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I was calling because I don't know, uh, might probably tell him my age here, but this draft reminds me of the draft when I want, I can't remember the order, but I know it was the Orlando Magic and the Denver Nuggets. And you had Chris Jackson and Dennis Scott coming out in the same draft. And I ain't going to lie, I was hoping that Denver would have picked Dennis Scott because I think Orlando had the next pick after that. And I was hoping that Chris Jackson and Shaq would have been able to reunite in Orlando. Um, every mock draft that I've seen thus far for the Pelicans pick, they Math, Mathis, am I saying that right? Matherson, Matherin? Matherin, yeah. Um, Daniels are projected to go before that pick. I would love to see either one of them dudes in the Pelicans uniform. Um, so... If they're not there, I would definitely be a fan of trading back and maybe getting some more assets for that pick. Um, but it's funny because we're not sitting here trying to draft somebody to come and play in the starting lineup. We're trying to yeah. get somebody for the second team, which I think in our situation, the second team is the most important part of the team because <laughs> I think you already know what you're getting from the starters. You don't know what you come, what you got coming off the bench. So, it, it, this is the first time it has been an interesting uh, position of being as a Pelicans fan. I know for a fact, since Will Guillory's been covering the team, this is the first time we've ever talked about the second team as being the priority <laughs> with your first round draft pick. <laughs> I'm not used to this. And, and normally, right. when you're doing that. You're a team that's been deep in the playoffs, so you're picking in the 20s. Yeah, you're you're right. picking close to 30. You're definitely not picking in the top 10. Yeah. That's the present that the Lakers gave us, is that normally if you're a playoff team and your roster's kind of set, you, I mean, we're Will's going to have research to have to try to find somebody at 21 and 22. <laughs> you're not normally looking at 10 where you are going to get a guy that can, I think, be an impactful player coming off the bench or strategically with the starters depending on matchups, right? Right, yeah, and it's very rare a team in the top ten is just so freely talking about trading back, right? It's like, no, we got to get this guy. Yeah. We're hoping this guy falls to us. So I think the Pels are in a great position where they're just comfortable doing whatever. They could take either Mathurin or Daniels. I think they'll per they feel pretty comfortable taking somebody like a Deang or a Jeremy Sochan at number eight or tra the, no, trading back and getting one of those guys at 10, at 12, maybe 13, one of those Charlotte picks. So I think... This team is in a really good position, but if, uh, we talked about that earlier, Daniels and Matherin potentially being off the board. I think if they are, I still like a guy like Jeremy Sochan at number eight. Uh, I think he's a great defender. I, I think I he's like a very him. switchable yep. guy. I think. He walking right now, I think, on this Oh, team. putting him next to Herb Jones <laughs> yeah. and what they can do on the perimeter defending people. I think he's a guy who just plays with a ton of effort as well. He's one of those guys. I'm a, I'm a huge North Carolina fan. We went against him in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament, Jeremy Sochan. And, and I can tell you, watching that game, I hated Jeremy Sochan. <laughs> just because everything he did, and he was on the ground, and he was taking he's charges. He's a basketball player. He's one of those guys where you love him if he's on your team, and you hate him if he's on the other team. Are we going to get it? Have that. Well, I mean, I think Daniels is the guy right now. Let me ask you this yeah. question, though, Will. Like, looking at our team the way it's currently constructed, I, I mean, I don't. I never seen Kyra Lewis up close. As, you know, I don't know how tall he is. I, I kind of know how tall Jose is, but do you think that we may need some? A little size at the guard position, uh, point guard in particular, but somebody who could come in and, and guard some of your bigger point guards in the league. 
I think that's no doubt. I think that's the, the, the biggest weakness on this team, if I had to point to one, is just the lack of size in the backcourt. I think they got a lot of talent back there with CJ, Devontae, Kyra, all these guys we named, but you need those bigger guards. You need somebody to check a Shea Gilgis Alexander, like we talked about earlier. There's a bunch of really talented big guards in this league, and you saw, especially in that first round, where the Pelicans really had difficulty matching up with Devin Booker when he was healthy because they really didn't have that size in the backcourt. So I think getting somebody like Dyson Daniels or even a Benedict who's not really known for his defense, but just another bigger guy on the perimeter. I think it's going to be really important for them just to balance out uh, that backcourt and take some of the stress off of a Herb Jones. Where we think he can do everything, but he can't guard everybody. So he needs a little bit of help out there. And I think getting somebody with some size to help him on the perimeter is going to be big. Thank you so much, Eric, for the phone call. Appreciate it, buddy. Got to hit the break. Thank you, fellas. Yep, for sure. Daniel, we'll come to you right out of the break. Uh, Chef Scotty as well joining us. Uh, Will Hillary and Gus Gadga. He's going back to the pork, pork rib over dirty rice. We'll be back. It's your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online show at GregLeBallToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra. Totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school. And you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade. And we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. And this is how the Allens do it, with the help of their John Deere compact tractor. We grow tulips, peonies, and 7,000 dahlias. Over nine acres. They're a labor of love. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Homa Tractor today next to the tunnel. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover inviting you to join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. When the Sports Hangover is at Katie's on Iberville, you're going to enjoy Sports Banner. It'll be lively and delicious eats. Swamp Fries, Oysters Schlesinger, the Delta Queen, or if you dare, tackle the barge. A three-foot loaf of fried catfish, shrimp, and oysters. Good luck. It's Thursdays, 12 to 3, the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. Jordan the Graduate. Modeling the brand new crew of Katie's. 
T-shirt, Mr. Scott Craig, Chef Scotty, that uh, we got from Johnny Blue, full paw prints. Dude, he's awesome. It looks fantastic. And you're now wearing the brand new polo. You just got him today. Just got him today. I have not had a chance to to switch like Clark Kent here. while I was there yesterday, Mm -hmm. we did a new logo for Francesca. I wanted to do something with the St. Louis Cardinal logo. Obviously, that's our theme. So we're doing a Cardinal on a sub. Uh-huh. And underneath, instead of it saying Cardinals, it says Francesca by Katie's. I got you. But we're going to have a Cardinal eating a sub on top of a sub. <laughs> it's really cool in yeah. red tie-dye. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, there's red in the Cubs colors. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, red is my favorite color. It's my son's you. favorite color, but I'm a Cubby. So, you but, know, you know I can get like you a Cubs, Cubs shirt. That that cheap little logo is nothing. It's a beautiful logo. Yeah, a, a C. beautiful logo. I told Carver, a C, C for Carver. some circles Will, around it. I said C for really Carver. Now, he, now he's become a Cub fan. So that's kind of how it works. Really there. creative. Daniel, thank you for calling us here. We're live at Katie's in Mid-City. What you got for us, bud? Hey, uh, how's it going? Doing well, man. Hey, so uh, I haven't heard anyone, uh, whether it's on on radio or or TV, talk about uh, the Pelicans possibly drafting this guy, Ochai Abaji from Kansas. We need shooters, and I feel like he's going to be a a, a, a perfect match for for, uh, for the Pelicans. Uh, what, what's y'all's opinion on on, on that? And also, uh, is, is is CJ going to move to to, to the uh, point guard role? Yeah, first off, to answer your second question, I think definitely CJ is going to move to point guard. I talked to him last year about doing just that, and I think that's something he's really looking forward to is, is playing more point guard, being that decision maker really? on the offense. I think that's something that he – that was one of the reasons he wanted to come here, to prove he can be that guy. So I think that's something he's looking forward to. And I, and I think Agbaji, that's one of those guys – I, I really love Agbaji in this draft. I think, you know, he, he's kind of hurt just because he's one of the older guys, played four years at Kansas. Uh, but I love his skill set, a big – Big guard, can shoot threes, great athlete. Not that great of a, a movement defender, but he just he plays with a lot of toughness, and he cares. You know, he played in a lot of big games. Obviously, won a national championship last year. We don't have to talk about that too much. You know, beat my Tar Heels <laughs> in a championship game. Uh, but, yeah, I love Akbaji. I think that's the guy who I would have high on my list as far as trade-down candidates. If the Pels move back 12, 13, I think yeah. that would be a really good selection. It's interesting you bring that up because Herb – and Trey were not young players. Exactly. Those were guys that had played some Alvarado. Yep. Played, Trey Murphy. Yeah, Trey Murphy, right, had, had played some of those players. Uh, CBSSports.com, just one of the Montrafts have open guys. Pro comparison to the player you're talking about right now, Mikel Bridges. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, just uh, I mean that's what everybody wants, right? Three and D guys. I was gonna say, what did Mikel Bridges do? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I remember that game five. I mean, that might have swung the series against yeah, the Pelicans. That's what right? I'm saying. I mean, yeah. if that's your pro comparison, that that is one of those plug in right now players that can help. Absolutely, and just like you said, that's a blueprint the Pelicans have follow, right? Guys with that experience at the college level. We can even throw a guy we mentioned earlier, Najee Marshall. Uh, guys who have played at the college level understand their role. Coming in and yeah. very mature, can fit yeah. in with this roster. I think he's a guy who would be a great pitcher. Look, all I know is this. Uh, po- strengths. Powerful athlete that can fly above the rim. That's good. Good shooter. Big, strong, developed physically, can hold his own on defense. Switching between guards and swing and wings. That That's exactly what the Pelicans And he use. can shoot it, man. If you leave him open on that wing, he's knocking it down. I there really like Akbaji. Daniel? I feel like that, I, I, and I feel like that that the Pelicans don't. I mean, I think we, I think we're solid to, uh, 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 defensively. Uh, I, I we the, the Pelicans need more shooters than they do defenders now. 
I, 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 th- I think with, with time, uh, 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 Herb Jones and Alvarado are going to going to develop to be the the, the best uh, defenders in the league. We just need shooters now, and and I feel like that Abaji is going to be the the uh, perfect match. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I think you're right that they do need some more shooting, but I think in today's NBA, you've seen, especially in the finals, that you can never have enough good defenders. I mean, the two teams in the finals, Boston well, the and wins Golden by State, the Warriors, they, they held Boston under 100 points. Come on now, right? those are the two best defensive teams in the league, made yeah. it to the championship, and I think yeah. that's how you win. You need yeah. scores, but I you got to get stops in big games, you, and you got to be defense. able to get stops with multiple guys. You can't just have Herb Jones. You need multiple good defenders yeah, when you play these great teams. Totally agree. Yeah, that's true. And, and I feel like that Jackson Hayes, uh, I feel like uh, he, he is a solid backup power forward and nothing else. I, 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 I don't like him as a starter, but I love him as a backup power forward. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's really my, my, my take. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the phone call. You know what's remarkable? A, Will, another person wearing a Pelican shirt, just walked into Katie's. Yeah, all over the place. Um, to get, it was a little to-go order here as well. Which you can do. You can have a little fun. Yeah, those going. are the free shirts that they gave away at some of the games. Yeah, which means somebody went to the game. They didn't have any fat guy shirts. There you go. So <laughs> I had to give mine away. <laughs> They're only large. I love I'm it. like, what about fat guys? Here's the uh, beauty of this, Will. So this caller just now, Daniel, calls and specifically mentioned the player. I, I've said this. Right now, I think even you, when you came on the air a while back, this organization hasn't had the fan base the way it is right now. I think we're smarter fan base. I think the Anthony Davis thing forced a lot of people to to kind of really pay attention. All of a sudden, GMs kept coming on. Like, with Saints, everyone's a GM and a coach, right? Everyone knows that. They're invested. They know the game. What I'm enjoying and what I love, and I know you must, it's it's something like that. I mean, people know a player, Mm -hmm. are talking about a fit, specifically this and that. Like, that just shows you how much this fan base has grown. It's easy. Like I said before, it's easy in a way. Chris Paul, my goodness, look at him. I can tell you he looks, this is exciting. So this is what the NBA is all about. That's gone. It's, it's not the, the, the lore, the magic of, okay, we're in the eight. Now it's about, oh, no, no, we want to win. They, they hold coaches accountable. You know, I mean, you know when you're covering oh, yeah. Willie Green and Stan, how many of your comments, why are they doing this, the time, out of timeouts? Like people use acronyms, you know, out of timeout, yeah, play yeah. clock management. Like this fan base is way more intellectual about the game. And I love that because that guy is mocked to go 14. 14 and yeah. that's why there's so much excitement today if you're a Pels fan. Yeah, you're yeah. completely fine with moving back, moving forward, because there's fits players because that's all you're looking for now. You're not looking for a superstar. Yep. Looking for a fit. Yeah, and I think you nailed it on the head. I think that the biggest difference between this team and teams we've seen in the past is not that we love this superstar, right? Yeah. It's not about – it's not the Chris Paul show. It's not the Anthony Davis show. People love this team. Right. People love this entire group. They love Jose. They love Herb Jones, B.I., all of these guys on the roster. Najee Marshall was getting loved during the playoffs, and I think that's the biggest difference with this roster is that people are just invested in this group. It's not just about Zion, the superstar. It's about the entire group, and I think that's the great thing it, about what they've built. It's – the thing that always gets people interested. Winning. Yep. Showing effort on the court. Effort, I would say more than Even else, when yeah. AD was here and they were winning, mm-hmm. the, the attitude was different. This coach has brought a whole new attitude to this team. He's amazing. He's one of them. He's young. Yeah. He's vibrant. 
When we come back in hour three here, Will, if you can, because I know you're still not going anywhere because you still have some pork ribs to to go. You want want some bread (laughs) and make a sandwich out of the rest of it? But what what, what I'd like to ask you, because you've traveled and you are in the locker room finally this year because, you know, no COVID restrictions. You got to go to some games here as well on the road. What is Willie like? And what has this team sort of been like? And when you speak to players off the record and kind of start to paint a picture of why this was successful this year because it's all about leadership man you gotta have leadership so we'll talk about that when we come back it's nba draft night pelicans they will draft with the eighth pick overall approximately about 751 this evening that pick will be made open phone lines ben heisler will join us at 230 odds maker we'll talk about the odds well for for chef scotty we'll, we'll ask about a baseball player anonymous will aaron judge hit a home run there. <laughs> he had two in the win against the Rays yesterday. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe.